everyone. My name is Chris Holland. I'm with Barrington Nutritionals. I'm excited to bring you another episode of our podcast on Thymoquin cold-pressed black seed oil. And I'm super excited again to host Dr. David Foreman, the herbal pharmacist. Uh, welcome, David. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chris. It's always it's always a blast to do these. I, um, I'm always honored to, to one, work with, with you and Barrington. You guys are doing some really really amazing things at Barrington, you know, not just with Thymoquin, but a lot of other really unique ingredients. Yeah, so it's always, and it's always fun for me to be able to share the things I've learned, um, you know, about, about these, about the ingredients that really do provide, you know, that efficacious uh, effect in the body. Because there's yeah, a lot of stuff pleasure. in our industry, a lot of things in our industry, Chris, that don't have the science that, you know, a lot of the Barrington ingredients do have and Thymoquin, you know, is one of those. Yeah, my, I appreciate that, David. Um, so in the previous two episodes, we talked about the background of black seed oil and why it's so great and how long it's been used. It's got a long history of use. Uh, and then in the second episode, we touched on the unique uh, nature of Thymoquin, the branded cold-pressed black seed oil, what makes that different. This episode, I think we're going to dig a little deeper. We're going to get into the area of mitochondrial function. And I had to actually look down at my notes to <laughs> make sure I was saying that correctly. So uh, with that, I will let you take it from here, Dave. Yeah, that's a, it's a mouthful. And if you, you know, you haven't done any uh, science stuff since you were in grade school, you'd probably have forgotten what a mitochondria is. So um, to, to not insult the intelligence of the people that do have those science backgrounds, I'm going to sort of give an analogy here of what, what the mitochondria is and why, why it's so important. And then, you know, we can get into more of the, the science on where thymoquin plays with regards to our mitochondria. So real quick, um, I love analogies. So the mitochondria is the energy factory or the power source in the body for your cells. And the analogy I always like to use is, you know, um, uh, a city is a great, a great way to look at what a cell might look like. So within, uh, within my cell or within my city, um, you know, and back in the old days, the cities had a wall around them, you know, to keep, keep the bad people that they didn't want in, you know, and they, they periodically opened the doors and let in things that are people that they wanted to have in there and the cell is the same way. Um, so we have a cell membrane, which is our wall. And then within the cell, there's a lot of other, a lot of other things, just like in a city, you know, in the city, you have waste management, you know, and they come around and they take, they pick up all the the debris and trash, and then they, they remove from the city. Um, in, in, in our bodies, we have the same function. Um, just as with, you know, any reasonable size city, it has a power source, you know, to, to turn on, so turn on the electric in your house, you got to have a power source from somewhere. Well, in the body, Chris, the mitochondria is that energy source. It is the, the, uh, you know, um, it's the electric factory or whatever, <laughs> you know, you, whatever you want to call it. And then depending on, on the body itself and how much energy it needs, um, cells can actually produce multiple mitochondria. So they might have, they might even have thousands. Uh, and it just really depends on what is needed by the body. At the same time, keep in mind that, you know, just like the, uh, the factory that produces energy for a city, um, you know, it requires some sort of fuel to, to create the energy and the mitochondria is the exact same way. So what ends up happening is like I talked about the, you know, the gates in the old cities that, 
you know, that were in that wall to let things in. The cell will let in um, different forms of energy uh, into the cell that, 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 uh, that are then taken, you know, uh, driven on a cart or whatever, um, like in a city, um, taken to the mitochondria, um, where they then cross into the mitochondria and they're burned. These things are burned up as energy. And in our, you know, in our cities, you know, maybe they're using coal, they might be using oil, they might be even, uh, you know, nuclear power. I mean, there's so many different ways to do it. And in the cell, the mitochondria uses things like sugar and fatty and the, and fats, good fats. And so, you, um, when we look at the mitochondria and it producing energy, it's really reliant on those nutrients, you know, like your car, you, your, your car is another good example. You know, in order to get your car to move, um, you need a spark, repeated spark. You need a source of fuel, whether it's gas or diesel. And we're not going to get into electric cars right now, Chris. It'll really screw up my analogy, okay? <laughs> um, you know, so we need that. And we need oxygen. We need those three things. And the same thing's going on in our mitochondria and our cells. So we need an energy source, fats or sugar. Um, we need it, The cell also needs oxygen. And then the mitochondria kind of provides that spark to, to, to generate more energy. So that's a real mitochondria 101. And now I'll, I'll let you speak and we could get a little into, you know, where does thymoquin fit in this and what science is there? Wow, that's really cool. That's, that's a great explanation, Dave. That's, uh, that's something I can wrap my mind around. Thank you. Um, so if we think in terms of black seed oil and specifically thymoquin, uh, what is it about uh, black seed oil that that benefits the mitochondria? So I'm going to speak specifically about thymoquin in this case, Chris, as opposed to just black seed oil in general. Are you cool with that? Definitely. I'll, you, I'll, I'll tell you why. The only studies I've seen so far talking about black seed oil and mitochondrial function are, um, was a study that was done uh, using thymoquin specifically. And thymoquin is a very unique black seed oil. It's different than all of the other black seed oil um, in, you know, products that are on the market. I'm unaware of anything close to it. Matter of fact, it's so unique that there's multiple patents pending um, with regards to its composition. So normally in black seed oil, Chris, you know, there's, there's probably, um, you know, not probably, there's thymoquinone, which is what modern medicine thought was the only thing that made it tick, you know, made it work. Matter of fact, there were even drug companies that tried to like create a drug that was just thymoquinone. But there are other compounds that come from plants, you know, so this actually originated from a, a black cumin seed, and then it's an oil. So it has other, and it has other compounds in it, like free fatty acids. Research on thymoquin, the, the product um, found that if you had too many free fatty acids, it actually decreased the effectiveness of the end product. And there are other phytochemical compounds. I'm not going to get into the specifics because we've talked about that before in other, other podcasts. People can go listen to those too. Um, but what we, what we found is that I, I feel like what makes thymoquin and its mitochondrial function abilities um, is really just that unique blend that's specific to thymoquin. It's the right ratios. Can, can, have we necessarily identified what really makes um, 
thymoquin and or black seed oil tick? Uh, no, I don't think we really have dialed it all in. And, I, and the reason I think is because, you know, there are so many truly beneficial compounds and sometimes not beneficial. And if they're, they have to be in the right uh, amounts and ratios in order to make, make that ingredient work. And in the case of thymocoin, I think, you know, what really makes thymocoin tick with regards to mitochondrial function, um, you know, is that it's that, that unique patented or patent pending composition. Uh, so, so in terms of the mitochondria, um, you know, I've read that it, uh, studies have shown that thymoquin helps to increase oxygen consumption. Uh, you know, so, so what does that look like? What, what's the benefit to the mitochondria of increased oxygen consumption and to the body and to us as people? Okay. So the, 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 the study I think you're referencing, uh, it came from a, a publication, current opinion and no, that's a different study. Sorry, Mom. my bad. <laughs> that was another really cool study, but it had nothing to There's do with There's more than a few studies out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. This one, uh, the one we're talking about right now is from the Journal of Nutrition and Food Sciences. And so it showed that thymoquin, um, increased, like you just talked about, increased oxygen consumption. It also increased um, or decreased actually um, blood sugar levels. Um, it also decreased um, uh, fatty acid or uh, fat deposits in the liver. And going specific to your oxygen consumption and why or what is that, why is that important? I'm going to go back to my, my car analogy. And again, in order, you can have all the gasoline you wanted, you get all the sparks you wanted, but if there's not an oxygen source for your car, it's not going to work. It's, you're not going to get that energy. So in the study that was done, it showed that um, – by taking by taking thymoquin, it actually improved the consumption of oxygen. And researchers, including myself, we know that if I'm showing that I've increased oxygen consumption, that means to me that I'm now it's showing me that I'm actually um, having my mitochondria produce more energy because that's what's using up. Your, my my you know my energy factory the mitochondria is using that oxygen so when I see that some people might think of oh my god I won't be able to breathe it's not like that Chris we're talking about our cells and in order for that energy that, to be created the spark we need and the fuel whether it's the blood sugar or the fats we need that oxygen there so anytime I can see that oxygen consumption is going up that means that I'm getting better functionality from um, from my mitochondria. So, that so, you're, so you're, you're burning more fuel, which would mean you, what you're creating more heat. Yep. So it's almost like a thermogenic type outcome. Yeah, it, it actually is. You know, it's, it's kind of a, it, it's hard for some people, I think, to wrap their head around that idea, but you, you know, would I specifically call thymoquin a thermogenic, a thermogenic, um, the way most people in natural health think about or even modern medicine for that matter, you know, what a thermogenic is. Um, this is more of a supportive thermogenic for the body. So yeah, I would say, yes, it's thermogenic indirectly. And the reason I say that is if I'm getting more oxygen consumption, I'm getting perhaps more energy production. Those same, that same study showed that it was also lowering, um, lowering blood sugar. And so if I'm lowering blood sugar, that's another way to infer that, Hey, the mitochondria is, you know, granted it could be decreasing insulin resistance. So there's a whole bunch of um, 
possibilities there. And actually that is one of the things that, that I, they believe is, you know, part of a lot of these metabolic conditions and mitochondrial dysfunction is that it leads to insulin resistance. But in the case of, you know, thymoquin and this extra energy production, well, if, again, if I have a lot of oxygen that's getting into my cell to use, be used in that energy production thing, but I don't have enough of the fuel. So if my body has enough of the fuel, has enough sugar in the bloodstream or fats in, in the body, then I can, I can produce more energy. And you're right. If I'm producing more energy, uh, that to me, that's thermogenic. And, you know, I'm actually waiting for studies on thymocone to come out where it shows it helps people with their, you know, managing their weight. Because if I am burning more blood sugar and I'm burning more fats and I'm producing more energy and it really is thermogenic, then it should also help me with my waistline other than, you know, other than the other benefits that we've kind of already touched yeah. on. Or maybe not weight, but uh, body composition, perhaps. Yeah, that might be a better way. Maybe that's yeah. why I've got a, you know, I've got a four pack now, and, and I used to have a one pack. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean seriously, you know. What are you I, talking you know, about? I saw the six pack in your fridge, Dave. <laughs> uh, there might be. I don't know. We'll have to go check. Um, but you know, but it's interesting. You know, um, I, I've been taking Thymoquin now for gosh, I don't know, maybe a year or so. I, I take one five hundred milligram soft gel every day, and you know, I have, I've noticed some changes in myself that I didn't have before. And did I see or feel them happening overnight? No, I didn't. But with me knowing the research behind, behind Thymoquin, I'm starting to connect the dots in my own, in my own physiology. And I'm not a big fan of testimony, so I'm not going to tell everybody specifically of what I'm feeling and, and, and everything. But I feel like it's definitely part of the player you know, in why, you know, why my, my body has changed. And, you know, I've, uh, I feel like I'm leaner than I've been and, you know, I still work out like I always did. I still eat the same stuff, good or bad, drink the same things, good or bad. So I don't know. Yeah, that's, it's, it's really, it's interesting. And, you know, you could almost just go down a deep rabbit hole here talking about, uh, all the benefits to improving your mitochondrial function. And so, uh, you know, I'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that because I think we could just keep talking about this subject yep. endlessly. Uh, super interesting. And, um, you know, we, we'd be happy to hear from people. If you'd like to learn more about this topic or have additional discussions with us, please reach out and let us know. And, um, and I think our next topic is going to be liver health. So I think that's also yep. a really interesting part of this whole story. So stay tuned, everyone. Um, and uh, thanks again. Uh, David, really appreciate you My taking pleasure, time Chris. to join us today. Always fun, man. I like keeping it a little light and real. So thanks for letting me do that. Have a good one. Thanks.